Once again, politicians and judges are playing doctor over a woman who wanted to terminate her pregnancy because she had a fetus with fatal abnormalities and was experiencing serious health issues herself related to the pregnancy. I'm concerned that one day a woman is going to lose her life over the actions of her government. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, it's Dr. David. So in my ongoing push to talk about health, education, and choice, this is of course right up that alley because this is talking about the choices that a woman makes in order to make her health better and possibly to spare her life by stopping a pregnancy that could go on to have serious complications, as well as the fact that the chance of survival for the fetus is very slim. Now, I can't even imagine what it must feel like for women everywhere who are watching this happen. Women who may have had to make these decisions in the past. Women who are wondering whether they may ever have to come across this themselves. It's just absolutely terrifying. It's disturbing. It's disgusting. Now, let's talk about what's happening in Texas, which is where this has been going down. Okay. Now, as you may know, Texas has one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the in the country. They basically describe life as beginning at conception and say any abortion, whether it's medical, whether it's surgical, is illegal, with the exception of if the life of the mother is at risk. Doesn't matter what to do with the fetus, nothing else. So that puts it from the very beginning and so incredibly restrictive. Now, because of this total ban, there's, of course, going to be lots of problems and these types of issues came up. Are these unintended consequences? Are these intended consequences for that matter? But let's go deeper into it. Okay, now a woman named Kate Cox, she is from Texas, and she discovered that her fetus has trisomy 18. This is a fetal fatal abnormality. Most babies do not survive the womb. They will have a miscarriage before even getting to term. If they do survive, the like um, after birth, the likelihood of them surviving past a few hours, a few days is very, very small. Okay. Now, in addition to this, the fact that she would not be able to have a baby that would be survivable um, really in the first place, she was also experiencing very serious medical issues. Number one, she was suffering from high blood pressure, hypertension, preeclampsia, um, also, she was leaking amniotic fluid, which we'll get into a little bit more about the consequences of that in a bit. Now, also, this was her third, would have had to be her third C-section. Now, every time that a woman has a C-section, there is a greater risk for having, another, if, if that if she has one, that there will be complications, uterine ruptures, all kinds of problems that can happen from it. And part of her rationale for terminating this baby is that it could impact her future fertility. Okay. Now, because of this, this meant that not only would she lose this baby, but she had really had a significant chance of having serious health damage or worse done to her. Now, this fetal fatal abnormality, trisomy 18. Okay. As I said, 95% of the of these fetuses do not make it to um to full term. Okay. They they die in the womb, most of them. But they're very serious defects that happen from this. They have especially in, um, significant problems with their lungs, 
defects in the heart, defects in the brain, um, etc. Again, the, this, the, the chances of having a normal life in the situation where the fetus actually does become born and then lives for a period of time is like almost zero. Okay, now, um, so taking all this into account, can you think of a more reasonable, logical reason for a woman to terminate her pregnancy? And she decided that she would, she originally sought and sued the state of Texas to make sure that she could get this done. Even though the actual Texas law says it should be in the hands of the doctor to make that determination. Let's face it, is a doctor going to risk it for themselves? Right. And not only that, would this woman want to potentially put her doctor at risk? Right. So she decided to sue to at least see if she can get some kind of uh, coverage, if you will, um, protection for both her as well as for her doctor. And it actually did pass through a state court. OK, um, during this time period when it was when this was going on, she had to go four different times to an emergency room. She supposedly had severe cramps, diarrhea. Now, dehydration can be devastating during a, pregnant, during a pregnancy. Number one, it can affect the fetus and the flow to the uterus, but it can be very severe to the woman herself. So you can, even being dehydrated um, can, can be a big deal. Now, also, she was having fluid leakage. Now, this means that her membranes, her amniotic fluid was leaking. Her membranes had been broken. Now, that is 18 weeks before term. When the membranes break early, there is a significant chance of a uterine infection. This could be severe. Not only could it impact any fetus, but the mother as well. It, a mother, a woman could become septic. That could be fatal. In addition to that, um, they said that she was having some significant abnormal vital signs. This usually means high blood pressure, preeclampsia. That can become a medical emergency. Sometimes they can't get the blood pressure under control. And again, severe high blood pressure. I've seen people, women who have had blood pressures above 200 on the systolic. It can be really, really dangerous. We call a hypertensive crisis. Okay. So all of these meant that she had potentially life-threatening situation as well as risk of her, of, of, of her fertility for the future, besides the fact that this was a, fet uh, a fetus that wasn't going to survive. Now, so as I said, for the state's initial response was that the state judge said, yes, we will go ahead and, uh, and, and give a an exemption to allow this to happen, okay? Now, immediately after that happened, the Texas Attorney General, his name is Ken Paxton, he immediately warned Cox's physician that she could still, the physician, could still face civil and criminal um, problems, that they she could run a risk of losing her medical license, she could run a risk of a $100,000 fine as a minimum, and also that's, uh, that people could sue her for aiding and abetting this, despite the fact that the judge said it was okay, and despite the fact that the law actually does say that this is in the hands of the doctor to make this decision, okay? Now, because of this, but the, the, the attorney general then, and this is where we have politicians playing doctor, said that the doctor, that this woman had not sufficiently demonstrated that her situation qualified for an exemption. We've already reviewed that. How is that not part of what we're talking about here? Now, then the Texas Supreme Court stepped in because the attorney general asked them to. And the Texas Supreme Court overruled this one, the, the decision of the Supreme of the lower court. But it was interesting because as part of that, 
the Supreme Court did say, and I want to make sure I get this right, that the medical that the state's medical board needed to provide better guidance on the state's medical emergency exception that's at the heart of the case. So at least they're saying to the medical board, you got to figure this out because this is too nebulous. And, and let's face it, when you're needing to get an abortion, every week matters, especially when health issues are there. The longer that one goes into a pregnancy before having an abortion, the more complications that there could be. The bigger the fetus can be, the more difficult it will be to terminate that pregnancy. Now, in addition, they did say that it should be up to doctors. Um, pardon me, it's my opinion that it should be up to doctors, not judges, to be doing this. In fact, they kind of alluded to that as well. Um, but again, they said, well, that Cox didn't demonstrate that it was life-threatening enough. Now, politicians, judges are not doctors. They're not qualified to make these decisions. Now, let's get back to Kate. Now, while the state officials and the Supreme Courts were judging about these legalities, First of all, let's not lose sight over the fact that this is a person, a person who is suffering, okay? Not just what she was going through, but the physical and emotional agony of, number one, learning that after 20 weeks of pregnancy, your fetus isn't going to make it. That's a terrible, terrible emotional thing, the, the grieving that has to go on when you know that that's going to happen. And then to be told by the state that it doesn't matter, you're going to have to deal with this for another 20 weeks. You can't even start the grieving process for another 20 weeks. Um, but also she was thrust into the public eye in order to defend her medical choices, right? She had no intention of becoming a, 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 a nationally known figure. Um, she said that she never had thought that she would ever want to have an abortion before, but because of the circumstance, it changed. Now, I also have shared in the past about my own patient who went through something very similar with this. In that case, Deborah. Her fetus did not have developing kidneys and they had to go through this. And she had, she ended up having to, um, to deliver the baby who then passed away after a few hours. <sighs> My heart goes out to her. And I know so many of you reached out and offered her words of kindness. Um, and it helped. She's actually now on a year from when that decision had to be made. And it was the holidays. And I know it's coming up again for her emotions and for this family. And how could it not? My heart goes out to you, Deborah. Um, but also, coming back to this woman, because she decided that she would leave the state to go get an abortion, that led to a bunch of other stuff. Because, again, she would have to leave her family. She has two kids. They're not going to all go Trump, uh, off to, um, to go deal with this. So she wouldn't have her full support system with her, right? Her family. She wouldn't be able to start that grieving process at home because she would be in a different state. Now, in addition to this, the Texas law also says that any citizen in the state can sue anybody who helped her, aiding, abetting, for in any process, whether it's helping her get to an airport, helping to drive her somewhere. You know, a cab driver who knows that she was going to do this could even be potentially liable, okay? And there could be serious fines for those people as well. And so, of course, now she's going to have to wonder when she comes back if anybody she knows is going to be at legal jeopardy. Now, the it has been very clear that nobody knows where she went, and it has not been identified, and hopefully it won't be, as to who may have helped her. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she did it all on her own. But obviously, that would be terrible information if that got out because you know it, that there's going to be some people in Texas who say, hey, I can make $10,000 and sue this person, at least $10,000. That's what their law says. Anybody can sue somebody who aids and abets an abortion and can fine that person at least $10,000 
for that. And then the person who's suing it makes the money. So why wouldn't everybody do it right? You know, everybody can, can uh, cash in there. <sighs> okay. Now, in summary, how is it pro-life if the life of this woman may be threatened or was threatened? How is it pro-life to deliver a baby who's going to die? Doesn't make sense. Um, and if they did, of course, would suffer throughout life and really with no life at all. So again, why are judges and politicians playing doctor? This is... Politicians, judges should not be in people's bedrooms. They should not be in physician consultation rooms. Completely inappropriate. Now, what can we do? First of all, if you're bothered by this, vote. Vote for people who support reproductive health, who, who, who support a woman's right to choose. Also, in states such as Florida, I think that there's nine total in the next year. We'll have the opportunity to put this on. Uh, it'll be on the constitutional um, as a constitutional amendment. It'll be on the ballot, so one can can formalize this, can codify that abortion should be legal. Okay, in Florida, the law would be that there would be up to vi viability. So that means when a, a a fetus can then exist outside the womb, can survive outside the womb, and there would also be some exceptions as well. Okay, now it's important to understand though. In Florida, as well as elsewhere, this is a bipartisan issue. If you look at some of the states that this already passed, like in Kansas, very, very conservative, Republican, very leaning, yet it passed. Here in Florida, 150,000 Republicans signed on to the position to get this on the ballot. Okay. Now, of course, another thing that people can do is contact the Center for Reproductive Rights. I put a link down in the show notes below and in the description below and help them jo help join their fight. You know, there's all types of things from phone banking, donations, writing letters to the editors and getting on radio stations, making comments all over the place. There's things that we can do, but we can't just lay down on this. This is too important of an issue. You make the call as to how you wish to proceed. Have a nice day.